Welcome to episode number six of the Knuckleheads podcast. On today's episode, I have a buddy of mine uh, that I've known for quite some time now. He actually helped make uh, the very first song that I ever recorded. That's the easiest way to put that. He made the, helped make the beat for it. So, um, in the past few years, he's worked his way up from I'm going to say that as a small town artist to working with much bigger names from. Uh, Jacques to uh, Lil Boosie, um, if I have to say so myself, he uh, is got a very true knack for this and just makes, like I said, some of the best beats that I know. Um, so we'll just jump right off into this, and obviously we're doing this a little bit of a different way because everyone's quarantined and having to social distance, so we can't do this the natural way, but without further ado, uh, E-sharp, because that is what you still go by. So, yes. Say what's up to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the intro, on Gator. Yeah. Yeah, man. We've been doing this. We've been dreaming about this for a long time. That we have, man. So, it, it, it's definitely been a while. So, uh, yeah. um, obviously, times are a little crazy right now. And uh, as I said, we're having to do this via Instagram Live. And um, I hope and, uh, all this comes out good. Like I said, this is kind of a first run with everything. But. Uh, it's what you got to do. So, um, I guess let's just, as I normally do it, let's jump right off into it. Tell me how you got started into music. Okay. Um, I used to live in Miami and my mom, she married my stepdad, Jimmy, and he was a drummer at the church that he went to. And I used to want to go to church. I used to be, he used to take me to church and I used to watch him play the drums. And it just inspired me. And I think I was seven years old. My mom bought my first drum set for me. Cool. And ever since then, I've been hooked into it. Cool. So the the church scene and you started with drums was your 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 main intro to things. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, who would you say has influenced you the most uh, artist-wise growing up? What? I'm going to have to say... Or you can give me, like, a top three if you have multiple genres and because some people kind of cross over, too, so it doesn't have to be just specific to one. Michael Jackson is, was my like one of the biggest influencers. That's just my, like... Me being such a big fan, I realized that I can't dance because I could never copy his, <laughs> his, um, his swag. And I can't sing, so I think I really fell in love with Quincy Jones is what it is. Yeah. That guy, he, he, he killed it for him. Yeah, that's what just kind of drug you in more. Yeah. Um, Timberland, he's cool. awesome. His beats are so unorthodox and original. Yeah. Hmm. And my third one, I think, uh, I have to say, uh, DJ Khaled. I grew up listening to every single album that he put out. Yeah, that's interesting. I uh, I'm not sure what I would have like picked as your your handful, but I definitely do see the Michael Jackson. Um, I could see that about you. 
Um, and I definitely see too. I would not. I don't know if I would have seen DJ Khaled, but I, now when you say it, I do. Uh, I see. I see what you're saying too. So. Um, he was just a boss. Yeah, that, he is that. He got it together. I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, he got the keys, man. <laughs> he, he brought he brought all of the right people together to make anthems. That's that's what yeah. inspired me. Yeah, for sure. And he I mean, is, that's what it boils down to at the end of the day is those connections. I mean, because he's not. I mean, he's talented, but he's not necessarily the the rapper that. But he's built his name just like a, a big rapper would. I mean, re- realistically. Uh, Even when he was dropping those albums, I always looked at him as a producer because he yeah. brought everybody together. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that definitely uh, that that that's, holds true for sure. Um, so I guess that really taps into the modern day ones for you. Um, is there anybody like in today's times that you really pull an influence from that you like really like their styles or 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 certain aspects that they bring in that you l- might look up to? Obviously, DJ Khaled okay. and Timberland, and them are still around, but... This guy, okay. One one guy that influenced me before today, like, just seeing his growth, like, I know him. Like, that, that guy, 30 Rock, he, he produced a song by Roddy Rich, The Box. Yeah. Like, years ago, I met him on Twitter, and he told me that my beats was fine. And he's still... Still going. He's still, he's still who he is. Yeah. Like with me, like we talk the same, and yeah. this guy got the box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny. I actually watched the uh, was it the YouTube channel, the Genius or whatever that they go behind the like behind the beat and break break down how it was made. And I actually like watched that the other day about that song with him on there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to really see, and I. It's so funny because most people re- thinking that song where it goes eat er, they think that that's. The beat when they and they're saying like that's not the beat that was Roddy doing that so yeah so. it's just seeing him seeing him from like I swear I met him like five six years ago and yeah. just seeing that growth yeah just is like inspiring even today is like this he's still up and going upper yeah for sure and, I mean especially you got you had the box like that song was just killing it for quite some time I and mean, it's still going I mean it's been hitting yeah. for a while. Um, Roddy definitely has a uh, an appeal, especially right now. So I've always liked him. So, um, one question I always ask, and it can be kind of interpreted in certain ways, but I always ask like, what is your favorite aspect of music? Like, and I know that you are obviously on the production side, but like, what is and making the beats? Like, what is it about it that like draws you into that specifically? And, I, and I'll give you the example, like, for me is I love to write and try to get creative with lyrics. I mean, you, you know me well enough to know that I've never been on your side of the spectrum. Like, I don't do the production, and that's why I've always turned to ones like you to go, hey, like, I need help on this end. I'm the one that writes, and I'm the one that does tries to come up with flows and stuff. That's the part where I like to be. I didn't know, like, what what kind of draw drawed you in more to that. Um. It's always been the process. Even before I was making beats, like before I started, I, I was always into the music, but I started linking up with my homies like um, T Boogie and Dub. Mm-hmm. They, Shout out to them, to, especially. Yeah. Because it was y'all three to, that were right there with yeah. me since the start. So. Yeah, I used to just sit and watch them create. 
up in the uh, the studio at uh, Dub's house. Yeah, we used to be in there all night and all day. That is but very be- much before true. I, before I shared to them that I was interested in making it, I used to just be a, 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 a third wheel just sitting there watching, you know? Yeah. And I was just secretly doing it at home. Then they, they snuck and heard something that I made. And then I got more in depth into the process, but it's always been the process. Yeah. I get that. Um, God, what was it? It was a song. You you might remember it, and it just made me think of it. Uh, y'all wound up like going down to Miami or somewhere and doing like a big recording at some club, and um, yeah, round and round, round and round. That was it. I was thinking something about like a stripper pole, but I could not remember what what the song was exactly. So yeah, I know that song popped yeah. off there for quite a while. Um, yeah, we we were, I think we were probably one of the first few people to be on World Star. From Thomaston. Yeah. Like, we was, we was lit back then. That yeah. was a, that was a movie. We had rented out a whole strip club. The, they had our names written and chalked on the glass mirrors in the strip club. All of the strippers <laughs> wanted us. It was a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, get the first taste of the, the, uh, the rap scene there like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A hip hop scene, however you want to word it. So. Um, that's pretty awesome though. Um, I guess uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, talking into songs there. Let's talk about some of the songs that you've done and some of the people that you've worked with. Uh, uh tell me who some of your big, the bigger names, obviously I named Jacquees and Lil Boosie, but if there are any of like bigger names that you can say that, um, you know, if they come to hand that people can maybe like know who they are. Well, yeah, those are some, some. I ain't gonna say these people are bigger than those people that you named, but I, I got a song with Trina that was pretty hot. Yeah. Not too long ago, and on that song it was featuring Ball Greasy. Okay. He's also another big artist. He was on that song Smile with um, Lil Duval. I say Lil Duval. Living my best life. Yeah. He was on that song. Yeah. And yeah. um, and Nia from Trina's label also. Uh, Bloody J from Atlanta. He's a, a legend. If you into that street street shit, yeah, it's okay to cuss. Don't don't worry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, let let me ask this: with with some of the bigger names that you have worked with, really starting to get a taste into that, especially in comparison to like just what we were doing back in the day. What are some of like the similar characteristics that you see in those bigger names? Come in comparison to someone. Um, smaller, just kind of starting out. If you could pick something, not, and I don't mean by money, a money standpoint either. <laughs> I think all of them care about. It made me realize that time is very important. Yeah. Like, what you do with it is the result of what you do in life. Basically, like how your life is is based off of what you put in during that time and it just they they all even most of them they don't i'm not saying that they they're on time like they if we schedule a session they always on time something like that yeah it's, it's not that but it's just when they when they make time for something they they're super dedicated in that moment like they're full focus you have their 100 percent focus and attention the, the first thing that really inspired me in that sense is little lucy yeah he may he may seem funny on Instagram and stuff like that, but <laughs> he's that. 
he, he's real serious about his, his craft. Yeah. And he definitely has one. There's no doubt about it. And a very, very distinctive voice. I always, always know about that. So. And he respects other people's time. So that's why he's not afraid to spend money. Like, I'm a producer. Some rappers, they don't believe in um, paying for beats and things like that. So him, he know it took me time to learn all of that. And I probably spent money and time to get my equipment. So he's not going to just take something from me. He's yeah. going to make sure I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's a... I mean that that's a, a a good characteristic to have in anybody, even if it goes beyond the music industry. I mean that they res, they were, it's respect. I mean, uh, time is money, and I mean respect and everything. And no, I fully get that. That's even like me when I'm I'm DJing. Like like what a lot of people they just assume you're click and play, or it's like like people would assume that as a producer you're just playing around with some keys, but it's so much more than that. And um, like I said, I, I think there's a lot of respect that needs to come around that that people don't realize, and until you experience it, you you, you, you won't know. I think you're always going to have those ones out there, but those just those clients aren't the ones for like my, you. <laughs> so, like my, go ahead. My mother, she was a a, a true witness of my, my mother. She was a true witness of how important time was because when I used to be in the bedroom making beats mm -hmm. it used to be annoying as hell to her and she used to hate me making beats and <laughs> she used to hate that i even wanted to go to school for making beats she wanted me to go to school for medicine and i said no and i told her in due time i'm gonna be like dr dre status and when she's when she heard that i got my first placement with Birdman and jack please she was like she bought me a cake <laughs> that's the first like she now she don't she don't question anything i do yeah. She used to be mad that I smoke or something like that. Now she'd be like, I hope you smoking so you can create something. <laughs> like she Keep smoking. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> everything. It changed up that she see that yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know how to use time. You can tell I'm that you're driven, and that's a, a very yeah. important factor there, more than anything. Yeah. It'd be different if you were... But at the time you were just making beats in the bedroom. It's now that she's seeing that you really are taking it seriously and you're really pushing through and um, and moving forward with things. Uh, I mean that definitely is going to show the difference. So uh, you, you brought up Birdman. How did how did all that come about? If you don't mind me asking. Birdman. Okay, so I was I was living in Barnesville. Georgia in the super country, worse than Thomaston country. That's no movie hundred percent facts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to school at Gordon, and um, one of my I used to play pool inside the game room, and one of the guys I used to play with a lot, his name was um, C Trail, little Chris. He he was needing, I was needing of an apartment to stay on around campus because. I couldn't afford the dorm anymore, so I was trying to get an apartment. And he needed an apartment, too, because he just got kicked out. So we was like, shit, let's stay together. And then I didn't know at the time that he was a rapper. And I used to always just make beats. And he used to always just get up in the morning or it'd be late at night. I'm still making beats. And he, we just used to vibe. He never told me. But then one day, um, he texted me. He said, send me some beats. And then he sent me some songs back from Jacquees. It was just like that. And he was like, you just got to start hanging around us more. And then I just started getting placements. And Birdman, 
he told me one time he went to Miami and told me that Birdman even asked about me and that we had some work together. It's, it just happened. Yeah. Just from being... Right place, just right time, and knowing doing the, op- knowing doing the opposite of what my mom told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, but that's but that's what it boils down to. Actually, I, I, I said this statement the other day, and this kind of holds true with exactly what you're saying there. It, it, somebody asked me when I made this move to Atlanta recently and started focusing on um, making music and DJing and everything. Somebody was like, well, like, where are you doing, what are you doing to, like, look for people and to, like, get your name signed and, like, get big? And I said, everywhere. You never know where you can find a connection to someone. You never know it. And just, just like you had somebody at Gordon in Barnesville, it, it, it wound up working itself out. And, and that's that's the power of a connection, so. Yeah, as long as you know what you want, you'll have it. For sure. As, as long as you want it bad enough, you'll get it. Oh, yeah. That's what I... Before I met that guy at Gordon, I used to tell people that I always wanted to make a beat for Lil Wayne or Birdman, and then that actually happened years later. Yeah. On accident. Yeah, that's cool. But that, man, but that's cool that you're 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 watching dreams and goals come true, and even if they're little goals, some people might think of them as like super little unnecessary goals. Like I, I mean, they're just like why, but. But if it's something that you want and you've made up in your mind, in your head, if like if I have a, an idea of like I want to do a collab with somebody one day, like I'm going to go for it. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Um, I think the definition of success is just um, doing what makes you happy. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, a, a dollar sign and going against the grain of, of or like if you were doing what your mom wanted to make her happy at the time, like where would you be, you know? Probably not near, way near where you are now, and you'd probably be unhappy. I mean. I'd be in the hospital with those sick-ass people. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this whole situation right now is just crazy. I I don't have words for it all. Um, um, I I guess into the producing side of, I I like to ask this question uh, out of curiosity more so. Uh, when working with an artist, let's say you're working with somebody like me, we'll just use me as an example. If you start, how do you give constructive criticism on people when you're when to, towards an artist, and how would you like judge it and go from there? Like, um, if it comes to discussing changes or rearranging their music or or, or whatnot. Okay, um, not to sound cock anything, but. A lot of people trust me with their sound. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not being cocky again. I do. Usually if I'm in, like, I've started engineering now, so that means I report people. Yeah. And I won't I won't say anything unless the artist asks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when, when, I, when, they, when I do give my feedback, I expect you to listen <laughs> to it. You yeah. Me? Well, my thing yeah. is, and and DJ as is, and I'll just kind of add to that little bit. And you can continue on. Is I'm paying you for a reason. I as me, but that and not every person's going to be this way. But if I'm paying you for a reason, like I feel like if I'm giving you my money, I want your constructive criticism. I want you to tell me if you feel like I'm doing something wrong. I, I want you to tell me if I need to change something. Like I, I want that to happen because if I'm working with somebody, even if you're just on the producing side of it, I'm collabing with you. 
and this results back to you as well. So if it's a flop, it's going it's it's a potential way of looking bad on you. I mean, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I look. Everything I touch is linked to me. Yeah. I don't want I don't want nobody to say nothing about me, so I gotta make sure you straight. Yeah. But so treat it like it's your own. Music when you make music, you have to listen to make music. You can't be deaf and make yeah. music. You feel me? You unless you're Beethoven, but I think he was listening before yeah. he was deaf. Yeah. That's cool. Um, uh, uh, this could be a fun one. What's the most annoying question you get as an as a producer? <laughs> What's the most annoying what? Sorry. Annoying question that you get. Like if somebody like slides into I don't want to say slide into your DMs. If somebody pops into your DMs and says like a question, what's probably the most annoying question you get? Um, when people ask me, uh. I don't know. They just they they say you do music. <laughs> well, <That's> apparently. <laughs> yes, but also the most the very most annoying question is people be like, "Can you throw me a beat?" I'm like, "Do you ask McDonald's to throw you a chicken sandwich?" Yeah. No. Like, do you go in Walmart and ask for a discount? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. That's that's annoying to me. I don't like people that don't respect my time. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, I get that. It, it, it runs me wrong. No, I understand that. I mean, that results back to, the, like, the whole little boosty thing earlier, like, really respecting the time and focusing on all that. So, I like it. Cool. Um, I guess uh, one more kind of main question is, uh, when we're on the production side of things, is what are some of the biggest battles that you're facing right now currently of still trying to grow your name because obviously like in a, in a nice way of putting this and you, you I know you'll agree with me like you're not DJ Khaled or the people that you look up to yet like uh, but like what what are the battles you're facing at the level you're at right now um, I have artists and they they feel like they look up to me so I want to be able to do as much as I can for them but I'm still only me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that. That's that's what that's my biggest battle. I'm trying to make them I'm trying to make sure they do better than me and less time than it took me and make it last longer. Yeah. Than all of us. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um well I guess to kind of start winding it down, we I mean we're good ways through with this, so uh, do you have any upcoming projects or artists that you're working with that um, you want to kind of shout out or projects you're really looking forward to that you just want to talk about or uh, anything along that lines? Now it's kind of time to plug that. And, and in the mix of that, feel free to go ahead and, and plug your stuff in as well. Um, we can kind of collab all that together. Well, I, I just run through the up-and-coming artists I got and producers yeah. that I got that's helping me right now. I have my wife, my real wife. She's my my. She was my first artist. West, West uh, what's that? Let's see that. West Weird. West yeah, Weird. I don't know why I'm saying Ward. Yeah. I think I think it was an old fourth Ward. But okay, go ahead. She she's um dropping some some music sometime. We're gonna drop a song during this quarantine time. I heard that they extended it to the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So we just we got a song that we made together. That's um pretty relatable to what's going on right now 
Yeah. And uh, I have another artist named Randy Noby. She is from Miami. And we're going to be dropping a song on the 20th of this month. Cool. Or maybe, hopefully on the 20th. Yeah. We'll see. I get it. Things can come up. Projected date is the 20th. (laughs) Yes. Cool. And then, um, you know, Bray? Bray McGee? Bray McGee. That name sounds really familiar. Labrelius McGee. He's from Thomaston also. Oh. And me and, him, me and him have been... I say he's he's one of the producers on the, the roster. And he is amazing. He he helped me make um, the song for Jack Please called Hot Girl. We okay. also made the song um, Redemption for Trina together. Cool. Me and him have history. Yeah. And so as me and him are basically producing for these artists. Cool. And making sure they they are um, worthy competition of what's out today. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I guess if that kind of concludes that, throw in your Instagram, your Twitter, and you've been popping on Twitter for – Years, I remember back when you used to sit in the room at Dub and M's house, sitting there tweeting. You've always been a, a Twitter guy. I know that about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been off of it lately, but right. I, I need to get back, get back in it. Is it all just E Sharp music, or is underscores no, or anything, no. or everything is at for real E Sharp, the number four real E S H A R P E. Cool. You'll be able to find me on everything like that. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Well. Um, I just want to congratulate you, first of all, on everything that, uh, or last of all, uh, congratulate you on everything that you've done thus far, and I know you're going to keep continuing on, and um, you're, you're going to make it. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and I, I have no question in my head about that about you. So, um, like I said, once again, thank you for coming on and doing this with me. I know, that, like I said, this is not the original way we had talked about or uh the same uh, i don't think anyone's wanting to have to do all the stuff this exact way nowadays but um this is what the cards were dealt right now so um and just like i said thanks again i greatly greatly appreciate it so i appreciate it too yeah. shout out to your fires um shoe right back there man <laughs> yeah, appreciate it that's some ikea shells man uh, i just covered the wall in them and uh tried to tried to hook it up a little bit so <laughs> So. I'm going to put one of those in my, my crib one day, man. That's fine. Yeah. But I appreciate you, man, for giving me the opportunity to um, answer these questions in yeah. front of your fans yeah. and allowing everybody, all my friends still working throughout this quarantine time. I love it. Yep, for sure, man. That's uh, Now is the time we got to keep working, keep grinding, keep hustling, and doing what we can do just to get through. I mean, that's what it boils down to, and I'm, I just hope to continue to see people trying to push through and um, not go down, the, go the opposite way more so. So, but all right, we guys. Well, that's going to conclude uh, episode number six of the Knuckleheads podcast. Uh, once again, thank y'all all for listening, and all this will be up on all platforms. And um, yeah, so I will see y'all next time. Once again, I have no strict timeline on anything right now, especially with not being able to 
uh, talk to anybody in person or whatnot. So I'm going to just try to um, hope that this whole live scenario works out and we can at least continue to do this with other artists. So um, once again, thank y'all, and we will see y'all soon. my head, take my cards and fold. Now I bow my head, take my cards and fold.